We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor at SportingNews.com, alongside Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, through uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and through our YouTube channel on CFB Nation. You can find the All-America Podcast there. Uh, Bill, I was checking the calendar, and we are down to 11 weeks. 11 weeks until week zero. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to make sure that uh, none of the Canadian wildfires are, you know, having any smoke <laughs> hanging over Columbus right now. I know it's killing the Northeast. Are you west enough here? They, no, they, the air quality is bad here, too. So yeah. hopefully we can have some. I mean, yeah, hopefully we have a summer where that's not an issue. So, yeah, but it's definitely that we are in. A red, not like whatever the worst color was, but it's yeah, it's it's come down here. Unfortunately, it is wild. It is wild for sure. Red, it could go all the way down to the Georgia Florida border. It's fine here for now. Looks beautiful, but uh, yeah, shouts to everybody trying to get through that right now uh, up in the Northeast, especially. Uh, so, welcome in today. We have a uh, two-part show. Uh, part one is going to be about the Heisman Trophy. Uh, we're going to break down some contenders look at some recent history and uh, try to find some dark horses to talk about segment two, part two, we'll be looking at a, a fun project we've been working on at sporting news, talking about the most hyped draft picks of all time across all sports. Uh, and then for this podcast, we'll, we'll obviously we'll be discussing the most hyped college football players who were entering the NFL draft uh, over the season. And the, uh, the Trochi trivia will be part of that uh, part two uh, focusing on the NFL draft. But first, let's talk Heisman Trophy. Bill, um, you're working on a story this week that uh, will you know, generate traffic during what you like to call talking season here in June when we await the, uh, the, the media days, which are about a month away now. Um, Caleb Williams, top of your list, I presume. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's the catch. It's There hasn't been a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner since the 70s uh, with Archie Griffin in 74 and 75, so... I mean, Caleb Williams is going to be everybody's favorite, and but it has to be with the acceptance that Bryce Young was everybody's favorite last year. We've seen he will be the 12th, 12th different player that had a chance to win it again. Uh, 11th different player. Tebow had two chances at it after he won it as a sophomore, and the highest any of those guys has finished was Billy Sims finished second the following season. Charles White won the Heisman. So, yeah, it's it's really hard to repeat, and there are so many reasons why, Bill. It ranges from living up to that standard to Heisman fatigue. It happens all the time. It happened a little bit with Bryce Young. Bryce Young was out of the Heisman mix last year as soon as he hurt his shoulder. So, Well, I'll tell, well, tell you one thing about Bryce Young. I don't mean to, to jump in, but I looked at Heisman odds last summer. He was third behind C.J. Stroud, right, and D.J.U. <laughs> How'd that work out? Not well. Um, right? I mean, you could have still made. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong spot. All right, he was behind C.J. Stroud. I think he was second he was last second. year. Caleb Williams was actually third. Okay, right. I was looking at the wrong list there. But well, that was uh, to yeah. your point. To your point, if you're the reigning reigning Heisman winner, and it's the following summer, I don't know how you're not the betting favorite. But people understand, like you said, the difficulty of trying to repeat. No, yeah, I mean, look, and if you look at some of the guys that have tried since Archie Griffin, you know, I was talking about Billy Sims. He had. 22 touchdowns and 1,500 yards. I mean, some of these guys had huge years. Johnny Manziel, the year after he won it, had 37 passing touchdowns, 4,100 yards. He was still unstoppable, but I think, remember, he had the suspension for a half, and people were fatigued with even him, and he had these remarkable statistics. So, um, Who who won it the year uh, after he won it? uh, Jameis. So it's not okay. like Jameis had a bad – and then Jameis went through it. So, I mean, okay. if you look in the last 10 years since Johnny, I mean, Jameis, and then you had Bryce Young. Before that, you had Tebow and Bradford. I mean, it's very hard to repeat. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate enough to vote on the Heisman in the last seven years, and it literally is an award that is perfect for the social media era because – it changes week to week. It, it's one of those things that voters are fickle. There's a, a Kyler Murray won the Heisman a couple years ago in the last two weeks, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so it is interesting though that like I mentioned, the um Bryce Young was not the favorite, even though the he was the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Caleb is, though, you sent me a list of the odds. He's a heavy favorite. Um, and so what do you think the difference is between this summer and last summer relative to Bryce Young not being a favorite and then Caleb Williams being a favorite? Well, probably that Caleb Williams is in the same offense with the same, you know, he has it in Lincoln Riley's offense. You are set up for statistical success. Um, I think there was a lot of moment. It was, that was why CJ Stroud was a favorite last year because he was in an offense set up for success. The presumption was that CJ Stroud was going to throw for what he did. He's throwing to all those receivers and um, he was going to put up numbers. I thought Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud were 1A, 1B last year. It was, you know, it was kind of couldn't go wrong either way. And it went all like that all the way to the NFL draft, honestly. This year, it's funny to me on that uh, bet in GM odds, you would assume Drake May would be next, but he's not. It's uh, Jordan Travis, the Florida State quarterback, who's – and the reason why, I think, is one, if they win the ACC, he'll have a good chance, and two – between the rushing yards and the passing yards, Jordan Travis is set up to have a big year. Yeah, let's go over the the list here uh, on BetMGM. Uh, Caleb Williams is is the favorite at plus five hundred. Jordan Travis plus a thousand, and then you've got a group or just two: Drake May and Quinn Ewers uh, from North Carolina and Texas at plus fourteen hundred. And then there's a group of three. Uh, three more quarterbacks, uh, Bo Nix from Oregon, who we've talked about a lot in this podcast. We're, we're big Bo Nix fans. Jaden Daniels, LSU, and Michael Penix, Washington, also out of the Pac-12, which that gives the Pac-12 three quarterbacks in the top uh, seven that we mentioned here. So eight, well, and also Sam Hartman is plus 1,400, which is not in the article, but on the odds page. So it's... um. He's another interesting one, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think the Hartman and um, Ewers odds are, are curious to me because I almost wanted to call Quinn Ewers a Heisman sleeper, but if your odds are that big, you're not you're not a sleeper at that point. So uh, that it, it really is that. And so I got a, a little stat for you, Bill. I know you love these. That in the playoff era, so that in the playoff era since we've had since 2014. There have been 33 Heisman finalists. 22 of those guys played in the college football playoff. So that's like one of my rules. If you want to win the Heisman, you probably got to go to the playoff. Um, It's funny. Caleb broke that trend last year. The only other Heisman winner in the playoff era that didn't go to the playoff was Lamar. So 77% of the time, the Heisman winner goes to the playoff. 66% of the time, the, fi- the finalist goes to the playoff. So if you're looking for true Heisman contenders and you're trying to bet on this, go with teams that you think are going to make the college football playoff. Do you see, let's say, Texas upsets Alabama early. Does Quinn Ewers go to the top of the list? 
I mean, yes, he'll be. That's what will be temporarily that, that week. That week, yeah. Bill, I already have your content plan for if Alabama loses that game. We're gonna have a long day. We're gonna have okay. to write the. <laughs> we're gonna have to write the Texas's back angle. We're gonna have to write is Alabama done. We're gonna have to write is Steve Sarkeesian Alabama's next or Texas Alabama's next coach. We're gonna have to write Quinn Ewers for Heisman. I mean, there's so many things that are gonna spawn off that game if Texas wins. Um, Whereas if Alabama wins, we're just going to write Alabama's 2-0. End of story, right? So depending on how the games goes. So, But you're right. I mean, Quinn Ewers, that's what also happens. Um, I always go back to the Robert Griffin the third year where he kind of won the Heisman in two games. He won the Heisman in the opener against TCU where he had that Friday night stage to himself. He goes off. And then he won the Heisman when he beat Oklahoma and had the great throw. I mean, it, it really is a kind of like high school and the, the prom king kind of voting. That's what it is. And, and it really changes from week to week, depending on what they, what happens. It's hard. Um, but, but yeah, yours, if they win after week two, that will be our Heisman lead is Quinn Ewers going to win the Heisman, which yeah, again, look- it doesn't make him a sleeper now. Right. You look at Caleb's uh, September schedule. Oh, they actually they play in week zero too against San Jose State, um, which actually might get some attention because there's not much going on week zero. They have an eight o'clock game. Uh, it might be on the Pac-12 network though, so not too many people are going to see it. But uh, San Jose State, Nevada, Stanford, Arizona State, and then Colorado. Colorado might get some attention unless they're like zero and four, which they could be. Um, so. Point is, Caleb Williams does not have a ton of September games. Um, so someone might m- knock him off that perch or by the end of the month. That might be actually a, a, a 2023 prediction column, you know, 10 predictions right. for 2023. Caleb Williams will not be the favorite for the Heisman by the end of September, just for that reason. Well, and then the other thing is the games dictate these too. So we're talking about Jordan Travis, who I really like. If Florida State loses to LSU in week one, we have to flip that discussion to Jaden Daniels. Mm, That's mm. another re- thing that happens with this award. If Notre Dame beats Ohio State on September 24th, then Sam Hartman will be. It, it The games dictate it just as much. And, you know, I think something that annoys people about the Heisman, not so much me, is that, yes, it's a quarterback award. It is. But – and sometimes the best player in college football doesn't win it. Not sometimes. I mean, it's the way the award works. Like you could have made the argument Will Anderson a few years ago, but I still think it's the best award of all the individual awards. I still think it's the most iconic trophy. I don't know what the NFL MVP trophy looks like. I have no idea. So <laughs> I, I look at it that way. It's like, this is the one trophy that everybody knows what it looks like. It's the most prestigious individual award. And, I take the voting for it very seriously. So I was looking at some of the preseason odds on the, in recent years. And um, the thing that strikes me about this year's list is how unbelievably hev- quarterback heavy it is. Yes. Um, last year we had uh, this year, there's only two, right? And, and it, the top 20 that you sent me, I'm looking at it right now. You got to go way down to get to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Blake Corum. And those are the only two out of 20, right. 21 names. There's 19 quarterbacks. Oh. Uh, and, and neither of them are in the top 15, really. 
Um, whereas last year we had, uh, I got the list right here. Uh, Travion Henderson was at four. Will Anderson was at five. Jameer Gibbs was at six. B. John Robinson was at seven, right? And then, you know, the previous years, you know, you've got some other guys that it, it just wasn't only quarterbacks. Um, I don't necessarily think that's a trend or anything. Just uh, it's right. something notable and interesting. I know you're huge on Marvin Harrison. Are you surprised he's not a little higher? Well, I think the problem with Harrison is he has to share. It's the same thing that I was told. I remember when we were kind of trumping up Jackson Smith and Jigba as a Heisman contender last year. I was talking to Tim May with Letterman Row about it, the longtime Ohio State writer, and he goes, well, he has to share. And I was like, that's what makes it tough is Emeka Buka is going to cut into that. Uh, Carnell Tate's going to cut into that. The running game is going to cut into that. Cade Stover is. So Marvin Harrison could theoretically have like 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns, and it might not be enough. Um, And and again, you know, um, Blake Corum, if he's healthy and totally recovered, he's still sharing with Donovan Edwards. Travion Henderson has to share with Mayan Williams. Quinshad Judkins is another guy that's made his the rounds on the All-American list. Very talented old Miss running back. Mm-hmm. They share too. So I think it's just hard for running backs and receivers unless you have the Devontae Smith year where he absolutely caught fire. Because But remember, with the, when Devontae Smith won the Heisman, part of that was because Jalen Waddle got hurt. Because early in the season – Jalen Waddle was the best receiver on that team. It's it's a ridiculous amount of talent. But that's why I say you kind of gravitate towards the teams that you think are going to make the college football playoff, which you have a question coming up here in a little bit that I, I have another answer for you that I, I wonder if it could, could actually happen. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I've been, I, was, I went back four years uh, and looked at preseason Heisman odds, and then I looked at, the postseason Heisman voting. And it was pretty amazing discovery to realize that in each of the four years, somebody who was not on that preseason odds list that only runs. So I cut it off about 20, 25 names, depending on just the odds, but um, finished either first or second in the Heisman voting. Uh, Four years ago was Joe Burrow. He was not on the list preseason. Devontae Smith was not on the list preseason. He finished first. He won the Heisman. Uh, the following year, it was Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan, finished second in the Heisman voting, came out of nowhere. This year, Max Duggan, TCU quarterback, comes out of nowhere, finishes second in the Heisman voting. So um, on average of the last four years, uh, there have been four players – who finish in the top 10 in the Heisman voting, who were not on this preseason odds list. Mm-hmm. Every year, it's an average of four players. Um, one year, there was six, whatever, but the, the average has been four. So I wanted to ask you um, if you could come up with four players who are not as on this list that could finish in the Heisman top 10. Uh, and, I, and I asked for two quarterbacks and two non-quarterbacks. Um, we're so quarterback heavy already. There's not many quarterbacks right. left right. That's to what pick from. Um, but uh, odds, odds are we're going to find four players outside this list that are going to make their way at least into the Heisman conversation. I'm going to cheat on the quarterback one because he's on the list, but I just think if 
Kyle McCord is an easy call. Like, because Ohio State quarterbacks, their last three starters have been Heisman finalists. You're, you have the keys to that offense. You pretty much don't mess it up. And if they beat Michigan, he's probably a Heisman finalist. Unless Devin Brown, I guess Devin Brown could be the cheat to the answer if he beats Kyle McCord out in fall camp and becomes a sensation for the Buckeyes. That could happen. The other one. Well, sort of, that's the Max Duggan formula, right? There. Right. Right. Like if Devin Brown is this year's Max Duggan, there's another column. You're just making, creating a new budget for me. This is not fun, Bill. Um <laughs> The other one, he didn't make our top 25 quarterbacks, but I was stumping for him. And it's like, just you look at the scenario of Connor Wigman takes off with Bobby Petrino, Texas A&M wins 10 games, beats Alabama. Uh, That's the Johnny Manziel formula. He could go, you know, and he was strong at the end of last year. He's got the five-star pedigree. I always look at that. Um, He could be a guy that, that slips in there as a, non Heisman favorite because he's playing in the big stages of the SEC West. So those would be my two quarterbacks. All right. I'll give you my two quarterbacks. That yeah. was good. That was good. I got two different quarterbacks. Um, Tanner Mordecai, SMU transfer going to Wisconsin, um, threw for over 3000 yards the last two years at SMU average 36 touchdowns a year uh, with the Mustangs. And then, uh, you know, he's going to Wisconsin they may have a big year. Who knows? The the magic from from Luke Fickle may take over. They, he's going to go to go into a kind of a different offense. Phil Longo's offensive coordinator at North Carolina, who had a lot of success with Sam Howell, had a lot of success with Drake May. Now he's got his hands on Tanner Mordecai. He's a guy that you know could have a big season up in the Big Ten. I don't know. What do you think of Tanner? You you, you I'm, like that? I'm- so the, the last Wisconsin quarterback to go in the first round was the guy from Draft Day in that Costner movie. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to find his name. I, it slipped. Uh, my friends will kill me because I for, forget his name. I think it was like Bo Wallace or something. Um, he uh, <laughs> he he was the last. Was it, it would be a shocking, you know, for this school that has produced all these running backs that were in right. the uh, high. But that's what they're trying to do. So that is a very deep sleeper. If they, I'm, I'm going to think of something I'm going to buy you if that happens because that would be a great call if Tanner Mordecai is a Heisman finalist. Top, top ten, 10. Well, just top, top, 10. 10. top ten, top, top 10. ten, top ten. Uh, and you know I like my man Riley Leonard down at Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great season last year. Uh, he was uh, he led the ACC quarterbacks in rushing, including Malik Cunningham. Um, he was a fifth rated passer in the league. Uh, they averaged 33 points a game. He's got his whole offense back. So I don't expect them to get in double digit victory. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe 10 wins. I don't know, but, um, I just think he could get himself in the conversation at the lower half of the, of the Heisman if he has another big year and then he's going head to head against a lot of marquee guys. And if he starts to outplay them, um, you know, he may get some attention too. So those are my two QBs. Do you have two non-QBs who aren't on the odds list that may work their way into the conversation? No, quick correction before Driscoll roasts me on Twitter. Uh, it's Bo Callahan, not Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace was the old Miss quarterback. The so actual old Miss quarterback. For yeah. our, our fictional Wisconsin quarterbacks that I have to get right. Um, Yeah, I, here's two. One, Harold Perkins from LSU. If they have a monster year, he has to – it's just impossible for defensive players to win it. You know, it, it really is because you've seen in the playoff era, the guys that were finalists, guys like Jabril Peppers and 
Chase Young had Chase Young was the most dominant player that year, but he got suspended. And Aiden Hutchison, as, as much as he impacted the game, still didn't win it. So, I mean, top 10, yeah, Harold Perkins could be that kind of guy if he has 12 to 15 sacks, gets all American, wins all the awards. Um, yeah, he could Ch- be that Chase guy. Chase Young is one of those guys. He wasn't on the odds, preseason right. odds. I'm just checking right now and finished fourth in the voting. And there's only been, right. So like young, it's, that's kind of funny that the only defensive players that were finalists that made the trip to New York are from Ohio state and Michigan. I'll, uh, I remember how sore the Alabama fans were that Will Anderson wasn't a finalist, but you know what? Aiden Hutchison's done pretty good at the NFL level too. So um, the other one is, is I don't know if there's a path for it to happen, but like Brock Bowers to me would be, it would be amazing if we could get a tight end to New York somehow. And uh, you know what I mean? Like between the touchdowns, the reverses, how he's featured in the offense. um, That's one we didn't look, I didn't look up before we came on. Who's the last tight end to to go to New York. It's (laughs) gotta be a a long time ago. That's a good question though. Uh, Those were mine, both. Oh, darn. So unbelievable. (laughs) We're on the same page. One thing in Perkins' favor is uh, the transfer of Omar Spates from Oregon State, all, all Pac-10 linebacker. So I think he's going to take some attention and free Perkins up to kind of roam a little bit. You know, the LSU coaches last year kind of hinted that Perkins was still uh, learning his discipline a little bit. and He, he didn't get as much playing time early in the year because he was running around too much and um, – you know, when he did get on the field, I think it was the Arkansas game. He was the best player on the field by far. Um, but, you know, if he's got another guy commanding a lot of attention and, and you know, helping him direct, like, and, and then they can just unleash him to roam, then, yeah, Perkins can make big noise and he'll be on a marquee team for sure. And then, right. yeah, I had Bowers too. Um, I just, you know, he's got the speed for – the long distance touchdowns. He, he's a red zone guy. He can run out of the backfield. Uh, you know, to to win the Heisman at at a unconventional position, they like versatility. Right. Voters like versatility. Um, he can do a little running back. He can do a little wide out. He can do a little tight end. Um, and of course, they're going to be in the running for the national championship. And you know, none of their skill guys totally jump off the page yet, except for him. If you even consider him a skill guy, so. Um, he could get in the top 10 for sure. So, yeah, that's funny. And, I, and then I want to paint one last scenario about the Heisman. I always remind people of this story. So you remember the year that the the Sporting News actually had a cover and it had Tim Tebow and Sam Bradford and Colt McCoy all on the cover. And it was a quarterback heavy year like you've been talking about. And I remember sitting with Matt Latowski and a couple others and we were watching college football games and we were kind of joking. Job at best was playing at the time. And I was like, how many yards do you think he has to run for to win the Heisman? And we, the total had got up to – the beer total was up too. But the, the total had got up to like 3,000 yards at one point. And, and then it's funny that Mark Ingram won the Heisman that year with like 1,300 yards and 20 touchdowns. So that's my long-winded way of saying watch out for Justice Haynes at, at uh, Alabama. Yeah, would this just be perfect at a year that like an Alabama running back wins the Heisman? That's the only other stat I like throwing at people is running backs don't win the Heisman, 
But in the last, you know, 20 years or so, not counting since Reggie Bush, I believe the only two running backs to win the Heisman were Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry. So wouldn't this be the year that Alabama just goes back to that formula with Buckner and uh, unstoppable running game and all these guys we've talked about for an hour. So I just want to get it on record at some point that maybe an Alabama running back could win the Heisman this year. Right, right. Okay, all right. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was in the conversation last year, at least. So uh, For a little bit, yeah, right. Yeah. So anyway, very good. All right, well, that was a good talk uh, on the Heisman. Uh, and now we will uh, we'll move into our uh, uh, Wembenyana project. Uh, that we'll have on on uh, sportingnews.com. Stay tuned right here for part two. And thanks for listening to the to the Heisman part one of the All America podcast. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com